Welcome to CII Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's indeed a pleasure to welcome you all to this new edition of CII Podcast. Today, the theme of this podcast is how to enhance the collaboration between industry and academia. The two key players for any ambition that the country needs to have or any ambition that the country has for its leadership goals in science and technology sector. It's a pleasure to welcome Professor Rangan Benerji, uh, Director IIT Delhi to this podcast and Mr. Vipin Sondhi, Chairman National Mission on Technology, Research and Innovation. Sir, it is an honor to have both of you uh, at this forum and we would like to know your views on how India should strategize to become a leader in technology and science space. Both of these pillars are going to be important for India uh, to reach its aspiration of becoming a $5 trillion economy in coming years, as well as important for India to rise on the innovation index. India has been doing well in certain sectors. India has been rising on innovation index. But one of the areas which has always been highlighted at various forums is that industry and academia, the two key institutions of this economy should work closer and together. Today, we would like to take this opportunity and know your views, know views from both of you, what India should do as a nation and what are the expectations of the each sector from the other one. And may I request Professor Banerjee, your views first. Uh, what are the expectations that, uh, that academia has from the industry and how academia looks industry to engage more with itself so as to enhance industry-academia collaboration? So. Thank you, Mr. Mohan, for this opportunity. Uh, industry and uh, academia are two pillars of society. They are interlinked. So, if you think in terms of uh, industry and academia, academia are generators of knowledge. Academia are also trainers of the future workforce. The knowledge that we generate has to be used by industry. So basically, there has to be a synergy, there has to be a feedback mechanism, there has to be a mechanism by which we actually propel the industry with what they require. So there has to be a mechanism where we work together, we fulfill our goals, we provide basically the future manpower, which is industry ready, uh, which means we must know what industry wants. And industry must also know what academia is doing. So there is actually, both of us are intertwined in terms of what we need to do for society. And today, if you see the government's goal of Atmanirbhar India, this makes it even more important because it is extremely important for us to have an idea of how we can give industry the competitive advantage. And that competitive advantage will come from excellence in research and in technology development which the academia can provide along with industry so we want industry to use our uh, products that means our students our students who have cutting edge skills and research they must be given good challenges and opportunities we must also provide we must see what is happening across the world and we must provide the current set of new skills, cutting edge research, which will propel industry and give them that competitive edge. So this is something where we need to have a clear-cut thought. We must have a clear-cut long-term strategic 
linkages which will benefit mutually both the industry and the academia sure sir absolutely that's that's rightly said my next question uh, is to actually uh, mr sondhi uh, sir how important you feel uh, is it to leverage the partnership between industry and academia especially in advancing the technology ecosystem of a country like india a diverse country like india uh, in your views how can india improve and increase the engagements between its industry and academia sector sir thank you ashish and uh... I can't add too much to what uh, the honorable professor has said it's intertwined absolutely but let me start with a few uh, few statistics see the collaboration as you rightly said and professor has emphasized is absolutely critical is to achieve uh, a technological leadership and remain competitive in the long run and that's for india actually we have no option but to do so as we aspire as you've said to be an economic superpower at india at 100 that's in 2047 so we've got about 25 years let me give you some statistics uh, ashish india's gross expenditure on r&d is just 0.7% of its gdp significantly lower than the equivalent spent by the top 10 economies which is approximately 2.5% some are even more most of the spending and therefore the research in these economies takes place in firms then universities and then autonomous r&d institutes in contrast in india most of the spend is in autonomous r&d institutes with lesser in firms and very little in universities we must therefore as industry step up the research within ourselves very significantly as also enable universities to do the same with both working in tandem as the professor said this tremendous synergy we've got to work in tandem to solve the myriad challenges that we face in india now conducting research in universities again to emphasize enables teachers to have bright eager minds in the form of their students and if i might say professor at virtually no cost the students work on real life problems and can hit the ground running when they join industry again something that i'm just reemphasizing uh, what professor banerjee has said now this synergy can create a very powerful virtuous cycle and it actually is already prevalent in many advanced economies in short industry will have to take the first significant step it's already happening but it's not widespread enough and we will have to draw out examples of success to showcase and inspire others in industry of industry academia uh, collaborations that have really worked to emulate these examples for others as well back to you ashish thank you sir thank you that's really really very insightful and the data actually uh, makes us uh, ponder over and needs a deep thinking that yes what should as a nation uh we do so that we improve in terms of the global standards that india should be having the global average should increase for india side now thanks for this so both of you talked about competitiveness both of you talked about need of the synergy and there is a visible desire from both the sides industry as well as academia that there has to be a uh, collaboration at a larger scale now so professor benerji Uh, while we have been uh, seeing some good examples and good success stories from the western uh, countries our own country saw some 
good examples when industry academy came close together to solve during the initial days of pandemic when the two institutions started coming together to uh, solve the problems jointly but these are very limited examples most of the success stories are from the best so professor banerjee what is uh, your view on what is what are the top 2 3 key challenges which india as a country is facing and which west has been so smoothly able to uh, uh, to actually deliver on those challenges what should india do on what are the co- top 3 4 challenges in making in, uh, this collaboration a success in india so if you are talking in terms of the collaboration so what happens is that historically initially we were looking for ready made proven technology and uh, so industry of course has shifted from that and basically we have we have not have a, we have some kind of an ecosystem but we don't have sufficient ecosystem in terms of industry academia linkages and uh, this is something where we need a lot of technology development is based on cumulative experience which is got in a particular field uh, so when we think in terms of uh, the ideas the technology the intellectual property that is happening in our academia and they are at the stage which comes to a particular prototype but this is not necessarily industry ready and this is where we need to have a slightly longer term focus where industry and academia work together we have in iit delhi some examples where we have industry sponsored centers of excellence and these are one of the ways in which we do that we also have a mechanism by which we have industry people coming in terms of professors of practice and but basically together in some domains and you talked of domains i think we would look at if you look at healthcare you look at energy and climate you look at uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, you look at smart manufacturing in all of these domains the no- there are many challenges there are many opportunities and also the technology is fast changing so basically together between industry and academia we have to create a road map of what is it that we would like to create and sometimes what happens is we do one to one so what happens is that if we see industry industry has a specific problem there is an equipment and there is a problem with that equipment this is typically we tackle this as a sort of consulting problem so we say we identify the appropriate faculty member and he or she works with the industry short term solutions which we provide the next kind of thing is where we have a sponsored research where we also have a research output and a technology and these are more sort of long term and mr sondi is absolutely right if you look at our funding most of the funding and we do about 300 crores of annual research funding in iit delhi itself most of it comes from competitive grants given by government some proportion comes from industry but and it's a growing proportion but it's a small proportion and so we need to have mechanisms where we really have ambitious plans in terms of technology development and research this will also propel us and as mr sondri said that it is important for our students and our faculty work to work on relevant problems to get see the excitement of seeing the ideas and the technologies that we develop actually going into the field and then there are some examples i, I can give you an example for instance 
we have a pr- process where we are looking at taking coal and taking that coal to methanol and this is done with an industry we we working with thermax the prototype has been created at thermax based on research done here <coughs> it's funded by the government <coughs> recently there was another example i'll give you uh, dme weight uh, using the engine <coughs> and modifying it to run on uh, dimethylator dme and that is done with the oil company indian oil corporation and we have ashok leyland and iit delhi and then we have a product so there could be multiple kinds of things we can also think in terms of consortia because sometimes what happens is if we look at it's a industry to an academia or you look at a consortia where we can get a competitive advantage for the in- entire sector as a whole so we can look at you know uh, let's say you look at the steel industry and you want to steel is Uh, has a significant carbon dioxide footprint and if you look at uh, going towards uh, low carbon steel this is something which needs all these large steel manufacturers coming together working with uh, academia setting up a road map and and doing that another thing that i would suggest is that we need to see that industry rewards research students that means we are talking of phd's and master students and gives them sufficient challenges as well as good compensation packages and uh, when we reward this the knowledge and the ip this this has a virtuous cycle as mr sondi said which will propel more good students to come into we also have some other models for instance we have in the um, VLSI design and technology we have a masters program which is fully sponsored students who come to this are either sponsored by industry or work on projects which are sponsored uh, by industry and so you have so you have industry people coming in and uh, getting uh, further training we are do continuing education so we have to have with industry a multiplicity of different modes of interaction and we have to build a trust where together we work together to see that in india our industry has competitive advantage as well as our academia uh, work on problems that are relevant to society thank you sir indeed very useful and you uh, you touched upon very wide uh, points you talked about and you gave some real life examples as well some real projects you mentioned you talked about need of a consortia absolutely sir and this has been i think one of your key suggestions in past as well to various uh, committees uh, uh, and the technology committee in, uh, in particular um, you talked about need of a road map and rewarding the uh, research scholars by industry uh, you also touched upon the that indus uh, academia is investing its efforts and its research on generating a lot of intellectual capital and also is uh, brings the research to a level of stage of a prototype that brings me another important point sir and for which i would like to ask mr sondi so this connects directly with the technology readiness levels and the different requirements of industry and academia on technology readiness levels so mr sondi while academia focuses on technology readiness level up to third or fourth level max uh while industry desires and has interest in tier levels of 7 or 9 
I mean, uh, that is what excites private sector. A TIL of seven to nine actually excites it. And that is where this value of death comes between TIL four and TIL seven, where neither academia and nor the private sector gives the due priority. Investment it, uh, becomes a challenge in this value of death. Uh, so consequently, sir, many technologies actually, although we're although we're promising, finish their maturity journey prior to this development. In your opinion, Mr. Sondhi, what collaborative efforts are warranted to bridge this value of death in particular? Over to you, sir. Thank you, Ashish. A very, very valid question. And if you see some of the answers that uh, Professor Banerjee has just highlighted, the answer some of these, and let me add to that as well. You know, if one of the or a few of the radical inventions of the recent past, whether it's the internet or the smartphone, may not have made it to society if they had fallen into what you've referred to as the valley of death. Now the question is: Academics, industry feels that they take too long, and the other way is that sometimes industry wants solutions tomorrow. Now, how is it possible? And neither of them is incorrect. Industry and academics both have a genuine point of view. So in short, both of us think differently and neither is wrong. And that's why you rightly rest. How do we bridge this valley of death? I think the professor articulated a wonderful point. We must, as industry, hire more and more PhDs. This is a possible solution that these are people who actually are the virtual bridge of the valley of death. They will bring the understanding between academia and industry much more closer. Doing joint research, and again, this was articulated with examples, is another wherein when you're working together, the chances are that you will understand one another much better. Ultimately, the solution has to be for the good of the larger society. But very importantly, it should be applicable and it should be scalable. So often we are unable to go to scale. Now, if we look at one of the successful models, and these are being articulated, I think uh, Professor Banerjee, thank you for articulating them. These are live Indian examples, but the front of a model or the front of a society model that many of us have grown up with, it provides a unique method that actually bridges this gap between uh, TRL4 and TRL7. And if I might just add to that, that this method involves developing the innovation into a functional technology that can be validated and demonstrated so that it doesn't fall. In effect, de-risking it. And the funding required for research increases as the cycle progresses. So it doesn't come in upfront and everybody's worried, will the funding be wasted or not? It increases gradually. And the risk of technological failure as we move forward keeps decreasing simultaneously. So in India, a third party in the form of a startup, I don't know whether that's possible, adopting the Fraunhofer society model could be one of the answers to bridging the valley of death. But certainly, I think hiring more PhD and doing joint research together as, uh, as examples Professor has given, they are some of the ways in which we can actually take this synergy forward and we must do it as quickly as possible. Back to you, Ashish. Thank you, sir. That actually is very encouraging, encouraging to hear that uh, industry should be willing to hire more PhDs as one of the very uh, 
know, possible solutions to bridge this gap. Very useful. So, and you mentioned about the Fraunhofer model. Yes, we must take uh, cues from it, and the learnings would be good to implement an Indian model as well. Uh, Professor Banerjee, would you like to um, deliberate further on this point? Yes, yes I would actually. So, very interesting points made by Mr. Sondi and I agree with all of them. I just wanted to add a few things. The first thing is we uh, recognize some of these difficulties and we are trying in our own way. We, the, one of the mechanisms that we have is the research park. Uh, we call it the RNI park, research and industry park. And the idea is that we would like to have industries actually set up their base within this building that we have created. So they basically get a space within the IIT Delhi system and then they interface, they can have their own research labs and they can collaborate with the, so that you are part of our ecosystem and yet you bring in that vibrancy so that we are actually there in the same, uh, same campus and we work on that. So that is one model. This other model that we have is we would like to invite, we have professors of practice and we have for instance some uh, we also encourage our faculty to be as a retainer they are an advisor to an industry so then they work with industry but to come back to the question of the value of that one of the things and the point which Mr. Sondi made about the speed and the time frames uh, different time frames for academia and industry and I think one of the things that we need to have is we need to have access to high-end fabrication, manufacturing facilities. If you are looking at a prototype and you want to scale that, that to create that kind of mechanism within the academia is a costly and a time-consuming. But if we have, whether it is a startup or whether it is an industry as a vendor who is a partner, who then scales up. We do a lot of work for defense. And for instance, we are looking at, let's say, uh, we are looking at an indigenous bulletproof vest, or we are looking at a variety of variety of different things which have been done for the first time indigenously. Then when we think in terms of manufacturing, that has to be done by industry. So industry can be involved in that, and then we need to. So there are certain things which we do well, there are certain things which industry does much better and we need to partner this. So this value of that question needs careful thought and depending on the type of product. Now, if you are looking at software and other things, then that's, that's a different, that's easier. But if you are looking at in the conventional hardware engineering where you're making large devices and then this is where we need an industry also as a part of the development and scaling up. So that scaling up uh, concept and the, you know, this triple helix where we look at industry, academia and uh, the government coming in. And uh, there were different schemes. There was the scheme launched by the uh, Ministry of Education, which was in print in different themes the funding was given, provided industry would provide 25% of the funding and, uh, and then it would result in a final product. Uh, so we need more of such uh, thoughts and we need also to identify relevant challenges. We need to also have a critical independent mechanism to look at finally how we assess the technology and uh, you 
Mr. Sondi talked about startups. I think startups and creating a startup ecosystem is extremely important. We, for instance, are very keen that in the Delhi NCR region, we actually enable the startup. We already have a good startup ecosystem. Uh, we have mechanisms through our technology business incubator, as well as we have the um, Cobotics hub, where we not only support IIT Delhi startups, but other startups. And we have in different applications of robotics and human interfaces, whether it is healthcare and each of these we have funding and that funding is then given out and, and, and uh, we, we look at. So, so we have, we also have the Atal Innovation Center, but there is much more needed to be done and we need to see how we can partner with the startups, see that they can grow and they can scale. You know, there are many, many domains where the technology is very fast moving. And uh, so this whole, you know, we talk about value of that, but we need to explicitly provide mechanisms. And these could be in the, these could be separate companies. These could be uh, industries who rent out or provide for a fee, the, the service of providing the scaling and, and that is consistent with again a roadmap and a consortia. So, you know, while industry will co compete with each other and academia also competes with each other, but we must also collaborate so that as a nation we can make a greater impact. No, sir, that's, uh, great. that's really good. Uh, Mr. Sondi, would you like to uh, share your views on these points, which, uh, like he mentioned, about uh, setting up research parks and institutional support on infrastructure at, the, uh, at these? Uh, Research, uh, some research labs like Cobotex and national missions like Imprint. Any any quick view on that? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's... See, there are two or three things. One is what Professor Banerjee has covered, a lot of industry is not aware of. So one of the things we need to do is to draw out, you know, directors of IITs, especially like Professor Banerjee, to actually articulate and I hope this will do to articulate and bring about general awareness and general conversations between uh, industry and academia. I think that alone will lead to a great amount of understanding because so much is being done and there are so many options available and they'll develop as mechanisms. I think uh, collaborating to compete is an absolutely great way to go forward you know nobody and a nation has to has to compete as a nation with other nations for resources for technology etc and if we can all put our might together that is a wonderful way to go and there are problems which deal with an entire uh, industry or an entire technology where everybody has a stake going forward and the nation has a stake going forward so professor i, I cannot agree more with what you've said we must collaborate, we must compete, and we must compete as a nation as well if we're going to achieve uh, superpower status. Also, the, the point about the fact that there is a lot of uh, investment required in building prototypes, and industry has already made that investment, so why duplicate it? And certainly, we can't expect academia to be uh, investing in that. So we must be open to throwing open uh, resources that are already available. For example, a 3D printer costs a lot of money and often 
there's a lot of downtime in industry it's used when it's used and that time can be used to offer it to uh, academia but we've got to share the information i think gradually we will come to a point where we'll be sharing more and more information of capital equipment which is available in industry for the use of research by academia i i think that's another great idea bringing in young people i think that's been covered well i'd like to talk about women bringing in women as well into stem and uh, recognizing them as much as possible uh, the young people of course uh, they have a mastery in using technology i think they're far more open they carry no baggage uh, i think going forward if involving them will bring about a great amount of uh, synergy as well it's important to bring in the younger generation it's important to bring in uh, women to 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 harness the energy and deliver greater outcomes for uh, brand india and again uh, if we can use what the young have and the learnings that they will have to build products and solutions that are commercially viable at the end of the day any innovation must be commercially viable with an unrelenting focus on quality and reliability you know that's where our reputation is not the greatest especially in manufactured products not in software and we that has to be an unrelenting focus quality reliability built in from the time of research through to final output and that will raise the credibility of our innovations and assist us us means india to accelerate our pace on the road to technological leadership by 2047 uh, that's what i want to say back to you ashish wonderful sir absolutely so true i think um, it is the conversation is absolutely in the right direction we are getting very good takeaways from it uh, you talked about uh, that a lot needs to be done on the awareness of various missions and various uh, schemes which academia has and um, i think uh, we we take a, a good uh, action out of it that we will invest uh, a lot on the campaigns how to make these schemes aware um, more aware to industry um continuing the conversation forward uh, professor banerjee any views on how to enhance the overall uh, output and impact uh, 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 how should i articulate how to enhance the overall output and impact of the research that uh, academia does and uh, so that it becomes uh more relevant to the problems of the industry and industry do, uh, doesn't see uh, research coming out from academia as more of only uh, for done for the research purpose but more for application purpose as well how to bridge this outcome and impact gap um your views professor banerjee yeah so uh before i address that i just like to react to some of the yeah. very interesting ideas which mr sondi suggested i think the idea of creating a um, a database of equipment and facilities in industry which can be accessible for academia is a very good idea i would just like to also at that point uh, use this forum to talk about some of the excellent state of the art facilities for characterization and fabrication that we have at iit delhi where which is you know we have a central research facility we have a nanotechnology research facility and we have something called sathi which is funded by the government these these are investments in equipment each equipment is the order of crores and we have opened it up not just for the iit delhi but also for researchers and industry 
and this is something because we do not think some of these machines whether it is in terms of the uh, state of the art optical microscopes or it is some kind of a um, characterization facility which it will be difficult for industry to get but they can be used in a variety of things so i think just like we talked about i never thought that we could have a similar kind of thing where industry creates facilities and asks academia i think that is uh, that's excellent so to get back to your question output and impact of research i think a number of mechanisms exist and we need to see that in uh, we explain and get a mechanism to get more industry buy into this one is that we are uh, currently as we talk we are engaging with a complete revamp of our curriculum so we would like to have industry inputs in that and i think making ensuring that industry uh, we uh, we our curriculum is relevant and the second thing that we do is we uh, also reach out into doing a lot of continuing education for industry and this becomes a bridge for us because in those as we interface with the industry personnel they ask us apart from what we teach they ask us about their problems and then that becomes a bridge uh, the next thing that we can do is we can have industry sponsoring projects whether it is at the masters or the phd level so we, what that ensures is that we have people working on problems which are relevant to industry the next thing that is there is we have so many outputs in terms of masters and phd projects and research which is there we need to have we have open days and industry days we need to have a mechanism to have presentations of these outputs to industry so i think uh, what happens is both industry and academia over time have changed and we have all been you know we are trying to do things that are more relevant in the initial phase of our development at iit delhi we were mainly an undergraduate teaching institution we shifted now we are predominantly more than 60% post graduate and we do a significant amount of research we can of course do more and we can ensure that the the research has relevant impact but people's mindsets of the academia is steeped in something which was a, a academia 10 20 years back and similarly for industry we always think that industry is not responsive in uh, industry uh, we, we are thinking that industry is not interested in innovation and cutting edge but that's not true industry is has changed but i think it is important for us to recognize and get build mutual trust and then identify problems so that we work on problems that are industrially relevant and together we also create road maps of what will should be done in the future because what happens is that if you want a ready made product today and you look at some of the new technologies which are coming up we need to look at the new technologies to think of the product which is going to come 5 years 10 years down the line and plan for it so there are short term and there are a longer term so we need to bridge and focus on all short medium and long and have this trust and work together because this is in our mutual interest it's actually essential for the survival you know both 
academia higher education has its own challenges we have challenges of funding we have challenges of relevance we have challenges of exciting students and this is where linkages with industry are one of the ways to solve many of the challenges that we have and i think it's uh, we are doing many things in that direction but with the help of cii we can accelerate many of these absolutely uh, sir i think uh, i see a lot of uh, connections between the dots happening you talked about industry inputs for the curriculum now, that's a wonderful initiative sir i must say and then industry is sponsoring the projects which means there are industry ready research scholars and industry to absorb these phd's for the jobs as mr uh, sony just mentioned so that's beautiful connect, uh, connection of the dots happening and i think it's a good way forward from the strategy point of view uh, mr sony i would like to ask one more question i know we are uh, running short i have closer to the time now but one very important question from you sir on the latest trends on technology and the emerging technologies mr sony as india ushers in the era of new and emerging technologies it becomes inevitable for the youth tech savvy population of academia to apply their learnings for solving major critical challenges and you talked about youth and how tech savvy they actually are uh, what is your advice to this young generation sir i i don't think i'm anybody to give advice in fact uh, uh, professor banerji is much better equipped uh, to give that advice but if i might say just the following i think what was articulated in in professor banerji's immediate question i think it is because the younger generation you got to imagine you know people like us actually let's say graduated decades ago and what uh, what professor banerji said that we were an undergrad in we means the iits were undergrad teaching uh, uh, universities and now are doing 60% or whatever they do in terms of post graduation that again is information that we need to spread out and the younger generation actually which is you know just come out of universities in the recent past will be far more sensitive to it and therefore we as cii must reach out to this younger generation more and more and in fact the new students who are now entering the the portals of the iits the some sensitization must take place and therefore again to come to the point of what professor said a complete revamp of curriculum with some industry inputs will go a long way in preparing the younger generation for the next 10 20 years 30 years and industry as well for the next 10 20 30 years so i think we've got tremendous opportunity uh, young eager and at the same time what's happening is the technological revolution is on and technology is changing extremely fast we have as professor banerji said no option but to work together and build together technologies of the future and we must do it and we will do our utmost to try and facilitate that thank you ashish Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Sondi. Thank you, Professor Banerjee. It was indeed very insightful um, to be in this conversation with uh, both of you. I think uh, this conversation itself generates a lot of uh, excitement um, among the audience. I am sure it is going to generate a lot of excitement in the audience and a lot of hope that yes, both the sectors actually there is a strong desire and willingness to reach out, and that is what is so promising, which is coming out. You have. given us a new vision and some 
key directions also to take forward and we have we have at cii we have committed ourselves uh, to take on technology research and innovation as a movement as a mission in coming years um thank you to both of you sir uh, india is uh, doing its bit and 21st century is anyway uh, slated to be a century of minds and a century of intellectual capital i'm sure with the synergy of industry and academia coming together uh, india is going to uh, india I- india is going to make that uh, leap uh, in through the synergy and meet its aspirations of becoming a responsible and a uh, science and technology a leader in the coming uh, in coming years uh, i must thank uh, on behalf of my all the colleagues and all the audience uh, i must thank professor banerji for giving his time today sir Uh, you have always been helping us uh, in our mission thank you for your uh, support sir and i also must thank mr vipin sondi uh, who chairs our uh, national mission sir it is your vision and your passion which is driving the team and the audience uh, many thanks to both of you sir thank you thank you thank you very much uh, thank you professor banerji great thank pleasure you, yes. okay bye and thank you ashish thank you for listening to cii podcasts